0: Internal Revenue Service, IRS tax news. The first step of tax preparation is gathering records. COVID tax tip 2021-16, February 9th, 2021. As taxpayers get ready to file their 2020 tax return, they should start by gathering their records. We're not talking about music records here. We're not talking about the old vinyl records, but your tax records, the tax documentation that will be used in order to make the preparation of the tax return, including things like the W-2s and the 1099s. So taxpayers should gather all year-end income documents to help ensure they file a complete and accurate 2020 tax return and avoid refund delays. Taxpayers should have all necessary records handy, such as W-2s, 1099s, receipts, canceled checks, and other documents that support any income, deductions, or credits on their tax return. So obviously, when you gather the record, the most familiar record is probably going to be a W-2 type of record. That would be if you're an employee of an employer receiving the W-2 from the employer many more people might be having different jobs or multiple jobs or might have branched out to other type of things such as gig work or something like that you might be pushing in then to doing some schedule c type of work meaning having a sole proprietor business in that case you might have some records such as 1099s related to the business that you want to make sure that you are picking up if you're new to like a schedule c or business type of income then you want to make sure that you are picking up the revenue and filing the schedule c So that you can also take advantage of any deductions that are going to be involved there. Because, of course, remember that both the W-2s and the 1099s are not only going to you, they're going to the IRS. So that means that if what we put on our tax return doesn't line up to what's on the IRS records, that could delay the refund and it could cause questions, of course, about it. Now, obviously, we want to be keeping any kind of records for deductions as well. So if we have deductions such as a Schedule C type of business, make sure that you have the documentation in order to support the deductions. You want basically like an income statement, revenue and expenses, for example, and then be able to support any of the deductions as well as any other above the line or below the line deductions that would be on the uh, tax return as well. So most taxpayers should have already received income documents, including... So, you should already basically have these. They go out basically at the beginning of the year. So, hopefully, most people are lined up to do their taxes if they so choose at this point in time for 2020, in the year, of course, of. 2021 that being the form w2 wage and tax statement form that's if you're an employee of an employer form 1099 miscellaneous if you have miscellaneous income form 1099 int which is the interest income from like a bank or something like that if you had interest income on uh, the savings form 1099 nec a relatively new form 1099 but one that many people will see because it's for non-employee compensation so once again If you have a sole proprietor type of business, you may now be seeing less 1099 miscellaneouses and more 1099 NEC and uh, just recognize that uh, that that form, uh, what it means. And if you need to issue those forms, make sure that you're taking a look at the difference between the 1099G and 1099 miscellaneous form. So then we have the uh, form 1099G, certain government payments like unemployment compensation or state tax refund. So many more people are probably going to get the 1099-G related to the unemployment in 2020. Remember, that is 1099. It is income. It is something that you typically have to include on the tax return. You also get a 1099-G from the government if you get a state tax refund. And you get that 1099 and you might say, hey, do I have to include this in income? And the que- and the answer there is it depends. It depends on whether you got a benefit from it last year. Meaning, did you itemize? Did you record a Schedule A, and then take the standard or state taxes as part of your deduction. If so, you're more likely to have to include any refund in income because you got a deduction for it in the prior year. But if you're taking the standard deduction, you didn't get a benefit last year, then although you got the 1099 g for the state tax refund it might not be something that needs to be included on the tax return for 2020 so then we have the form 1095 a that's the health insurance marketplace statement that could have impacts as well on the state level so you want to make sure that you're entering that information correctly and if you got any kind of uh, credit amount uh, applied to it you want to make sure that you're picking up that amount uh, properly as well So here are a couple other things taxpayers can do to prepare to file. View IRS account online. So you can go online and take a look at your IRS, Internal Revenue Service account. Taxpayers can view their online account. This allows them to see the latest information about their federal tax account and most recently filed tax return through a secure and convenient tool on the IRS.gov website. So there's a link to the convenient tool here. Note that this could be helpful, of course, if you don't have the prior year tax return for whatever reason, you could go onto your account and see if you could look at that information. Also note that the information that the uh, your people like your employer and the people that issue the 1099 are also providing that information to the IRS. So at some point in time, you might be able to get transcripts uh, related to it as well. If you didn't do the prior year tax return, for example, and you don't have the information, then you might be able to get some of that information uh, through transcripts or something like that but the prior year tax return is is something that you could typically look at and so it's be a good idea to set up your account on the irs website and uh, check out the resources available to you there so this can help taxpayers if they need information from last year's return people with an account on irs.gov can also see the amounts of their economic impact payments so that's going to be a new thing in the current year. These economic impact payments, round one, round two, went out. And you might have questions about, well, how much did I get? I don't even remember. What did I get on the economic impact payments? It's important because if you didn't get the full amount, then you you might be able to get a recovery rebate credit. So in order to check if you can get a recovery rebate credit, which is basically the same thing as the economic impact payment, or in other words, the economic impact payment is a prepayment, Of the recovery rebate credit that's going to be going out or is part of the 2020 tax return. They basically prepaid it thinking that they can you know kind of estimate the tax and hopefully it'll be correct and most of the time it will because it's basic and then and then uh, you'll reconcile any problems with the recovery rebate credit. So to reconcile any problems you got to know how much you got for the first and second round of the economic impact payments. You can check that out on the IRS uh, website to find that information so this will be helpful to eligible individuals who either did not receive any economic impact payments or received less than the full payments they may claim the recovery rebate credit on their 2020 federal tax return people should visit secure access how to register for certain online self-help tools there's a link to that here for more information about how to create an account or how to reset the username or password review unemployment benefits Unemployment compensation is taxable and must be included as gross income on a taxpayer's return. So many more people probably in 2020 are going to have the unemployment compensation to some degree or another. Uh, It is a taxable thing. You're going to get a 1099-G for it. You're going to have to include it uh, on the tax return uh, for that. Taxpayers should receive a form 1099-G showing their unemployment income. There's a link to the 1099-G and unemployment income. They can uh, have federal taxes withheld from their unemployment benefits or make estimated tax payments, but many do not do neither, meaning like your W-2 income, which takes money out of your check before you get it, before you get it in your hands, they take it from you and then they pay it to the IRS so in terms of federal income tax for, on your behalf, as well as Social Security and Medicare and so on. The unemployment, you can opt in for that as well, but many people don't do that, meaning you're kind of required to do it for your w2 type wages cuz you got to fill out the w4 form and the employer's kind of required to take money from the check when people are on unemployment they probably, you know, kind of need the money at that point in time so they may not be uh, be doing the withholdings and so therefore now you got income in the form of unemployment for which there were no withholdings on which could make it more likely that your refund will be lower or that you could actually owe money due due to that situation anytime you have income and you're not paying the government their share of the income that's more likely that it's going to be uh, reducing your refund or resulting in uh, owing taxes so in that case taxes on on those benefits need to be paid when their 2020 tax return is filed therefore taxpayers who didn't have tax withheld from their payments may see a smaller refund than expected or possibly have a tax bill. Individuals who receive a Form 1099-G for, their, for unemployment compensation, uh, they were not paid, should contact their state agency and request a corrected uh, 1099-G. So there could be some kind of issues where someone sends out an incorrect 1099-G. In this case, for example, if it was the government, the state, that thought that there was unemployment and they sent out a 1099-G to you, but you didn't get any unemployment, then you're going to say, well, the 1099-G is wrong. When might that happen? Well, it could happen because in 2020, there's a lot of people that possibly are looking to commit fraud in 2020 because the, opera- the opportunity was higher. So possibly someone committed fraud maybe and tried to uh, pick up the, the unemployment uh, income on someone else's information. And now the, now the government or the, or the state is sending out the, the 1099-G to you as if you got the money or something like that uh, could be taking place. But in any case, if it's an error, then if you file your taxes and you don't record the 1099-G information, even if that's correct because the 1099-G is wrong, then the IRS is still going to come back at you because they got the 1099-G from the state and it doesn't match up to what you put on your tax return on the Form 1040. So it's going to be a problem. How do you fix the problem? Well, the easiest way to fix the problem is go to the issuer of the 1099, in this case the state, and ask them to to adjust the 1099, not so that you can fill out the tax returns properly necessarily, because you know that you didn't get any money, but rather so that they can send it to the IRS so that when you file the tax return and you don't include that 1099 income, they don't delay your refund, it doesn't cause a problem, it doesn't cause a mismatch with the information that is on their side of things. Note that that's going to be the same for any kind of 1099 as well. If someone issues you a 1099 and you shouldn't have got a 1099 from them, and uh, you don't report the income, then again the IRS could could cause it. It could cause a problem with the IRS. What you would like to do is go to the issuer of the 1099 and say, "Hey, could you fix that? Because you know it's going to cause a problem with my tax filing." And then and then the IRS will have it corrected on their side. So that when you file the tax returns, uh, every, everything should uh, should work out. So state uh, states should not uh, issue forms 1099-G's to taxpayers they know to be victims of identity theft involving unemployment compensation. So obviously, if there was an identity theft issue, which again in 2020, there was more identity theft issues, I would think, due to the circumstances, then they shouldn't be issuing the 1099 to the person whose identity was stolen uh, for that right so that's going to be could be part of the issue if you got a 1099 uh, and you didn't get any money for unemployment so taxpayers should file an accurate return including the income they accurately received so taxpayers who are victims of identity theft involving unemployment compensation should not file an identity theft affidavit with the IRS so you might say hey look if, if I was a victim of identity theft on uh, the state side, on state unemployment, then maybe I should file this identity theft affidavit with the IRS. That's not the, the use of the identity theft affidavit uh, with the IRS, because the use of that form, I believe, is basically saying your identity was stolen for the IRS's purposes, meaning someone you're possibly someone filed a tax return trying to get a refund from the IRS uh, with your information for it and and committing fraud in that case. So so in in the case where they committed fraud to the state and not to the IRS, then you want to go to the state and try to figure it out at the state level. You don't want to go to the IRS, meaning you don't want to say, "Hey, look, my 1099 was wrong from the state and therefore I'm going to fix it at the IRS level by telling the IRS it was wrong by trying to file an identity theft affidavit." That's not going to work because what you got to do is go to the state and try to remedy at the state and have them reissue the 1099 to the Fed, which will then uh, fix the problem. Also note that you might say, hey, well, if my identity was stolen on the state level, they probably have like my social security number and, and whatnot. That means that they, they could do the same thing on the federal level and file a tax return that, uh, that has other information on it, right? They, they could file a fraudulent tax return and try to use my identity to get a refund. So the way to prevent that is once again, typically not to file the, the identity theft affidavit unless it's already happened. I believe that form is, is used when it's already happened. But you might be able to get an, uh, another PIN type of number, which is a second security type of check. Meaning you can, you can do a preemptive kind of step, which is to say, I want to have another PIN that's going to be used for my identity other than simply my social security number, because I think that might be compromised. And that way, when someone files a tax return, they'll need the two numbers: social security number and the added uh, pin number. so you can you can look up that program. There's a couple news articles from the IRS on that. It's fairly new that they've they've included it in a proactive type of step, meaning you don't have to wait till someone you know steals your identity before they give you the benefit of of the second kind of verification code if you know your your uh, social security number information. Is out, is out there and you want to have a, a separate uh, uh, verification, a proactive kind of check. So more information can be found on the tax topic 418, unemployment compensation, publication 525, uh, taxable and non-taxable income, what taxpayers need to know to claim the earned income tax credit. There's links to those items here. There'll be a link to this in the description.